Chapter 9, verses 1 through 13 of Catina Aurea, Commentary on the Four Gospels, Collected Out of the Works of the Fathers, by St. Thomas Aquinas. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 9, verses 1 through 8. And he entered into a ship, and passed over, and came into his own city. And behold, they brought to him a man sick of the palsy, lying on a bed. And Jesus, seeing their faith, said unto the sick of the palsy, Son, be of good cheer, thy sins be forgiven thee. And behold, certain of the scribes said within themselves, This man blasphemeth. And Jesus, knowing their thoughts, said, Wherefore think ye evil in your hearts? For whither is easy to say, Thy sins be forgiven thee, or to say, Arise and walk. But that ye may know that the Son of Man hath a power on earth to forgive sins. Then saith he to the sick of the palsy, Arise, take up thy bed, and go unto thine house. And he arose and departed to his house. And when the multitude saw it, they marveled, and glorified God, which had given such power unto men. Chrysostom, Christ had above shown his excellent power by teaching, when he taught them as one having authority. In the leper, when he said, I will be thou clean, by the centurion who said to him, Speak the word, and my servant shall be healed. By the sea, which he calmed by a word. By the demons who confessed him. Now again, in another and greater way, he compels his enemies to confess the equality of his honor with the Father. To this end it proceeds, And Jesus entered into a ship, and passed over, and came into his own city. He entered a boat to cross over, who could have crossed the sea on foot? For he would not be always working miracles, that he might not take away the reality of his incarnation. Christologos, the creator of all things, the Lord of the world, when he had for our sakes straightened himself in the bonds of our flesh, began to have his own country as a man, began to be a citizen of Judea and to have parents, though himself the parent of all that affliction might attach those whom fear had separated. Chrysostom, by his own city, is here meant Capernaum, for one town, to wit Bethlehem, had received him to be born there, another had brought him up, to wit Nazareth, and a third received him to dwell there continually, namely Capernaum. Augustine, that Matthew here speaks of his own city, and Mark calls it Capernaum, would be more difficult to be reconciled if Matthew had expressed it Nazareth, because as it is, all Galilee might be called Christ city, because Nazareth was in Galilee. Just as all the Roman Empire, divided into many states, was still called the Roman city, who can doubt, then, that the Lord in coming to Galilee is rightly said to come into his own city? Whatever was the town in which he abode, especially since Capernaum was exalted into the metropolis of Galilee. Jerome, or the city may be no other than Nazareth, whence he was called a Nazarene. Augustine, and if we adopt this supposition, we must say that Matthew has omitted all that was done from the time that Jesus entered into his own city till he came to Capernaum, and has proceeded on at once to the healing of the paralytic. As in many other places, they pass over things that intervened and carry on the thread of the narrative without noticing 
any interval of time to something else so here and lo they bring unto him a paralytic lying on a bed chrysostom this paralytic is not the same as he in john for he lay by the pool this is in capernaum he had none to assist him this was born on a bed jerome on a bed because he could not walk chrysostom he does not universally demand faith of the sick as for example when they are mad or from any other sore sickness are not in possession of their minds as it is here seeing their faith jerome not the sick man's but theirs that bear him chrysostom seeing then that they showed so great faith he also shows his excellent power with full power for forgiving sin as it follows he said to the paralytic be of good courage son thy sins are forgiven thee Christologos. of how great power with god must a man's own faith be when that of others here availed to heal a man both within and without the paralytic hears his pardon pronounced in silence uttering no thanks for he was more anxious for the cure of his body than his soul christ therefore with good reason accepts the faith of those that bear him rather than his own hardness of heart chrysostom or he may suppose even the sick man to have had faith otherwise he would not have suffered himself to be let down through the roof as the other evangelist relates jerome o oh, wonderful humility this man feeble and despised crippled in every limb he addresses as son the jewish priests did not deign to touch him even therefore his son because his sins were forgiven him hence we may learn that diseases are often the punishment of sin and therefore perhaps his sins are forgiven him that when the cause of his disease has been first removed health may be restored chrysostom the scribes in their desire to spread an ill report of him against their own will made that which was done to be more widely known christ using their envy to make known the miracle for this is of his surpassing wisdom to manifest his deeds through his enemies whence it follows behold some of the scribes said among themselves this man blasphemeth jerome we read in prophecy i am he that blotteth out thy transgressions so the scribes regarding him as a man and not understanding the words of god charged him with blasphemy but he seeing their thoughts thus showed himself to be god who alone knoweth the heart and thus as it were said by the same power and prerogative by which i see your thoughts i can forgive men their sins learn from your own experience what the paralytic has obtained when jesus perceived their thoughts he said why think ye evil in your hearts chrysostom he did not indeed contradict their suspicions so far as they had supposed him to have spoken as god for had he not been equal to god the father it would have behooved him to say i am far from this power that of forgiving sin but he confirms the contrary of this by his words in his miracle whether is it easier to say thy sins are forgiven thee or to say arise and walk but how much the soul is better than the body by so much is it a greater thing to forgive sin than to heal the body but forasmuch as the one may be seen with the eyes but the other is not sensibly perceived 
he does the lesser miracle, which is the more evident, to be a proof of the greater miracle, which is imperceptible. Jerome, whether or no his sins are forgiven, he alone could know who forgive. But whether he could rise and walk, not only himself, but they that looked on could be judge of. But the power that heals, whether soul or body, is the same. And as there is a great difference between saying and doing, the outward sign is given that the spiritual effect may be proved. But that ye may know that the Son of Man hath power on earth to forgive sins. Chrysostom. Above he said to the paralytic, Thy sins are forgiven thee. Not, I forgive thee thy sins, but now when the scribes made resistance. He shows the greatness of his power by saying, The Son of Man hath power on earth to forgive sins, and to show that he was equal to the Father. He said not that the Son of Man needed any to forgive sins, but that he hath power. Gloss. These words that ye may know may be either Christ's words or the evangelist's words. And though the evangelist had said, they doubted whether he could remit sins, but that ye may know that the Son of Man hath the power to remit sins, he saith to the paralytic, If they are the words of Christ, the connection will be as follows. You doubt that I have power to remit sins, but that ye may know that the Son of Man hath power to remit sins. The sentence is imperfect, but the action supplies the place of the consequent clause. He saith to the paralytic, Rise, take up thy bed. Christologos. That that which had been proof of his sickness should now become proof of his recovered health. And go to thy house, that having been healed by Christian faith, you may not die in the facelessness of the Jews. Chrysostom. This command he added, that it might be seen that there was no delusion in the miracle. So it follows to establish the reality of the cure. And he arose and went away to his own house. But they that stood by, yet grovel on the earth. Whence it follows, but the multitude, seeing it, were afraid, and glorified God, who had bestowed such power among men. For had they rightly considered among themselves, they would have acknowledged him to be the Son of God. Meanwhile, it was no little matter to esteem him as one greater than men, and to have come from God. Hilary. Mystically, when driven out of Judea, he returns to his own city. The city of God is the people of the faithful. To this he entered by a boat, that is, the church. Christologos. Christ has no need of the vessel, but the vessel of Christ. For without heavenly pilotage, the bark of the church cannot pass over the sea of the world to the heavenly harbor. Hilary. In this paralytic, the whole Gentile world is offered for healing. He is therefore brought by the ministration of angels. He is called Son, because he is God's work. The sins of his soul, which the law could not remit, are remitted him, for faith only justifies. Lastly, he shows the power of the resurrection by taking up his bed, teaching that all sickness shall then be no more found in the body. Jerome. Figuratively, the soul sick in the body, its powers palsied, is brought by the perfect doctor to the Lord to be healed. For everyone when sick, ought to engage some to pray for his recovery. 
through whom the halting footsteps of our acts may be reformed by the healing power of the heavenly word. These are mental monitors who raise the soul of the hearer to higher things, although sick and weak in the outward body. Christologos. The Lord requires not in this world the will of those who are without understanding, but looks to the faith of others, as the physician does not consult the wishes of the patient when his malady requires other things. Robin. His rising up is the drawing off the soul from carnal lusts. His taking up his bed is the raising the flesh from earthly desires to spiritual pleasures. His going to his house is his returning to paradise, or to internal watchfulness of himself against sin. Gregory, or by the bed is denoted the pleasure of the body. He is commanded now he is made whole to bear that on which he had lain when sick, because every man who still takes pleasure in vice is laid as sick in carnal delights. But when made whole, he bears this because he now endures the wantonness of that flesh in whose desires he had before reposed. Hilary, it is a fearful thing to be seized by death while the sins are yet unforgiven by Christ. For there is no way to the heavenly house for him whose sins have not been forgiven. But when this fear is removed, honor is rendered to God, who by his word has in this way given power to men of forgiveness of sins, of resurrection of the body, and of return to heaven. Verses 9 through 13. And as Jesus passed forth from thence, he saw a man named Matthew sitting at the receipt of custom, and he saith unto him, Follow me. And he arose and followed him. And it came to pass, as Jesus sat at meat in the house, Behold, many publicans and sinners came and sat down with him and his disciples. And when the Pharisees saw it, they said unto his disciples, Why eateth your master with publicans and sinners? But when Jesus heard that, he said unto them, They that be whole need not a physician, but they that are sick. But go ye, and learn what that meaneth. I will have mercy, and not sacrifice. For I am not to come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Chrysostom, having wrought this miracle, Christ would not abide in the same place, lest he should rouse the envy of the Jews. Let us also do thus, not ostentatiously opposing those who lie in wait for us. And as Jesus departed thence, namely from the place in which he had done this miracle, he saw a man sitting at the receipt of custom, Matthew by name, Jerome. The other evangelists, from respect to Matthew, have not called him by his common name, but say here Levi, for he had both names, Matthew himself, or according to that Solomon says, the righteous man accuses himself, calls himself both Matthew and publican, to show the readers that none need despair of salvation who turn to better things, seeing he from a publican became an apostle. Gloss. He says, sitting at the receipt of custom, that is, in the place where the tolls were collected. He is named Telonarius, from the Greek word signifying taxes, Chrysostom. Herein he shows the excellent power of him that called him while engaged in this dangerous office. He rescued him from the midst of evil, as also Paul, while he was yet mad against the church. He saith unto him, Follow me, 
as you have seen the power of him that calleth, so learn the obedience of him that is called. He neither refuses nor requests to go home and inform his friends. Rigmig, he esteems lightly human dangers, which might accrue to him from his masters for leaving his accounts in disorder. But he arose and followed him, and because he relinquished earthly gain, therefore of right was he made the dispenser of the Lord's talents. Jerome, Porphyry and the Emperor Julian insist from this account that either the historian is to be charged with falsehood, or those who so readily followed the Savior with haste and temerity, as if he called any without reason. They forget also the signs and wonders which had proceeded, which no doubt the apostles had seen before they believed. Yea, the brightness of effulgence of the hidden Godhead, which beamed from his human countenance, might attract them at first view. For if the lodestone can, as it is said, attract iron, how much more can the Lord of all creation draw to himself whom he will? Chrysostom. But why did he not call him at the same time with Peter and John and the others? Because he was then still in a hardened state. But afterwards many miracles and great fame of Christ, when he who knows the inmost secrets of the heart perceived him more disposed to obedience, then he called him. Augustine, or perhaps it is more probable that Matthew here turns back to relate something that had been omitted, and we may suppose Matthew to have been called before the Sermon on the Mount, for on the Mount, as Luke relates, the twelve whom he named apostles were chosen. Gloss. Matthew places his calling among the miracles, for a great miracle it was, a publican becoming an apostle. Chrysostom. Why is it then that nothing is said of the rest of the apostles, how or when they were called, but only Peter, Andrew, James, John, and Matthew? Because these were in the most alien and lowly stations, for nothing can be more deplorable than the office of publican, nothing more abject than that of fisherman. Gloss. As a meet's return for the heavenly mercy, Matthew prepared a great feast for Christ in his house bestowing his temporal goods on him, of whom he looked to receive everlasting goods. It follows, and it came to pass as he sat at meat in the house. Augustine. Matthew has not said in whose house Jesus sat at meat on this occasion, from which we might suppose that this was not told in its proper order, but that what took place at some other time is inserted here as it happened to come into his mind. Did not Mark and Luke, who relate the same, show that it was Levi's, that is, in Matthew's house? Chrysostom. Matthew, being honored by the entrance of Jesus into his house, called together all that followed the same calling with himself. Behold, many publicans and sinners come and sat down with Jesus and with his disciples. Gloss. The publicans were they who were engaged in public business, which seldom or never can be carried on without sin in a beautiful omen of the future, that he that was to be an apostle and doctor of the Gentiles, at his first conversion, draws after him a great multitude of sinners to salvation, already performing by his example what he was shortly to perform by word. Gloss. Tertullian says that these must have been Gentiles, because scripture says there shall be no pair of tribute in Israel, as if Matthew were not a Jew. 
but the lord did not sit down to meet with gentiles being more especially careful not to break the law as also he gave commandment to his disciples below do not go into the way of the gentiles jerome but they had seen the publican turning from sins to better things and finding place of repentance and on this account they do not despair of salvation chrysostom thus they came near to our redeemer and that not only to converse with him but to sit at meat with him for so not only by disputing or healing or convincing his enemies but by eating with them he oftentimes healed such as were ill-disposed by this teaching us that all times and all actions may be made means to our advantage when the pharisees saw this they were indignant and the pharisees beholding said to his disciples why eateth your master with publicans and sinners it should be observed that when the disciples seemed to be doing what was sinful these same addressed christ behold thy disciples are doing what is not allowed to do on the sabbath here they speak against christ to his disciples both being the part of malicious persons seeking to detach the hearts of the disciple from the master rabbin they are here in a twofold error first they esteemed themselves righteous though in their pride they had departed far from righteousness secondly they charged with unrighteousness those who by recovering themselves from sin were drawing near to righteousness augustine luke seems to have related this a little differently according to him the pharisees say to the disciples why do ye eat and drink with publicans and sinners not unwilling that their master should be understood to be involved in the same charge insinuating it at once against himself and his disciples therefore matthew and mark have related it as said to the disciples because so it was as much an objection against their master whom they followed and imitated the sense therefore is one in all and so much the better conveyed as the words are changed while the substance continues the same jerome for they do not come to jesus while they remain in their original condition of sin as the pharisees and scribes complain but in penitence as what follows proves but jesus hearing said they that be whole need not a physician but they that are sick robin he calls himself a physician because by a wonderful kind of medicine he was wounded for our iniquities that he might heal the wound of our sin by the whole he means those who seeking to establish their own righteousness have not submitted to the true righteousness of god by the sick he means those who tied by the consciousness of their frailty and seeing that they are not justified by the law submit themselves in penitence to the grace of god chrysostom having first spoken in accordance with common opinion he now addresses them out of scripture saying go ye and learn what that meaneth i will have mercy and not sacrifice jerome this text from Osi is directed against the scribes and pharisees who deeming themselves righteous refuse to keep company with publicans and sinners chrysostom as much as to say how do you accuse me for reforming sinners therefore in this you accuse god the father also for as he wills the amendment of sinners even so do i and he shows that this that they blamed was not only not forbidden but was even by the law set above sacrifice 
for he said not, I will have mercy as well as sacrifice, but chooses the one and rejects the other. Gloss. Yet does not God condemn sacrifice, but sacrifice without mercy. But the Pharisees often offered sacrifices in the temple that they might seem to men to be righteous, but did not practice the deeds of mercy by which true righteousness is proved. Rabban. He therefore warns them that by deeds of mercy they should seek for themselves the rewards of the mercy that is above, and not overlooking the necessities of the poor, trust to please God by offering sacrifice. Wherefore he says, Go, that is, from the rashness of foolish fault-finding to a more careful meditation of Holy Scripture, which highly commends mercy, and proposes to them as a guide his own example of mercy, saying, I came not to call the righteous, but sinners. Augustine, Luke adds to repentance, which explains the sense that none should suppose that sinners are loved by Christ because they are sinners. And this comparison of the sick shows what God means by calling sinners, as a physician does the sick to be saved from their iniquity, as from a sickness, which is done by penitence. Hilary, Christ came for all, how is it then that he says he came not for the righteous? Were there those for whom it needed not that he should come? But no man is righteous by the law. He shows how empty their boast of justification, sacrifices being inadequate to salvation. Mercy was necessary for all who were set under the law. Chrysostom. Whence we may suppose that he is speaking ironically, as when it is said, Behold how Adam is become as one of us. For that there is none righteous on earth, Paul shows. All have sinned and need glory of God. By this saying, he also consoled those who were called, as though he had said, So far am I from abhorring sinners, that for their sakes only did I come. Gloss. Or those who are righteous, as Nathaniel and John the Baptist, were not to be invited to repentance. Or, I came not to call the righteous that is, the feignedly righteous, those who boasted of their righteousness as to the Pharisees, but those that owned themselves sinners. Rabban, in the call of Matthew and the publicans is figured the faith of the Gentiles, who first gaped after the gain of the world, and are now spiritually refreshed by the Lord, and the pride of the Pharisees, the jealousy of the Jews at the salvation of the Gentiles, or Matthew signifies the man intent on temporal gain. Jesus sees him when he looks on him with the eyes of mercy. For Matthew is interpreted given, Levi taken. The penitent is taken out of the mass of the perishing, and by God's grace given to the church. And Jesus saith unto him, Follow me, either by preaching or by the admission of Scripture, or by internal illumination. End of chapter 9, verses 1 through 13.